Hello, tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, longevity, and keeping us healthy and enhanced in our lives. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixir, hot cacao, matcha, and superfood blends. I believe strongly in this company. I've been taking Four Sigmatic, and it has changed my life. I can't even begin to start my day without a cup of Four Sigmatic in front of me. Right before I meditate or I do anything from speaking engagements to traveling to doing healing on people or just going out in the world and sharing my immense love for this planet and for everyone on it. I feel lit times 1,000. It is literally shifting the energy in my being. I'm talking firing off those synapses, kicking my body into high gear by awakening those electrons, spinning those electrons, getting my body so on point with my focus, my creativity, and my energy. One of the products that I love the most is the Lion's Mane's Coffee. Lion's Mane promotes productivity and focus, and it was known by shamans and monks who take that into their body for meditation, focus, and clarity so they can really tune in to the energies and absorb the knowledge and information that is coming to them from the spirit world. And as you know, on Ancient Wisdom Today, we like to keep it lit all day every day. And how do we do that? By creating magic. And what is magic? Magic is turning up that energy, living our truth, honoring who we are, and doing what's right for us so that we can live a beautiful, powerful, easy, playful, fun, joyous, and just the most powerful life in this now time. So if you don't have Four Sigmatic on your shelf, in your bag, in your briefcase, on the airplane with you, right before you speak, whatever it is that you do, you have to get this. Even for your kids, for your teenagers, pop it in their their bag before they go to school. This is the drink that literally makes you think. It is powerful and it is enriched with so many powerful mushrooms and these adaptogens are literally changing the lives of people. And remember, I've talked to you many times before in the past about mushrooms and the networking system of mushrooms when it gets into your body and just really taking your body to a whole new level. So if you're interested in learning more about this amazing company, because I just really want you to know, Tribe, that everything I share with you, I share with you from my heart because I believe in it and I see what it has done for me and my life and all of my friends and family. Go to foursigmatic.com backslash Shaman Durek, and you will get a discount code at your checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com backslash Shaman Durek for your 15% off. I love you, tribe. I love you so much. That is the reason why I choose sponsors that are in alignment and authenticity to what this tribe is about. Staying lit, staying focused, staying driven, and changing our planet.
for the good. Love you. Enjoy the share. Bye. Hey tribe, looking for something lit verified? Let me share with you monk oil. Monk oil makes beautiful skin potions for people that live in cities. And I've been using them for so many years. And today I want to talk about how to use them. First of all, don't drink them. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to get sick. They're skin potions. They're not ingestible. Monk Oil City Skin Potions is the real deal magic potion applied to the skin made by and for city dwellers in New York City. Monk Oil wants to help you be your best in all environments. And not just every time you feel totally ideal. It means to bring that into your life every day and to bring something alternate, relational, and connected on ritual levels into your everyday life to really shift the reality and perspective into something more meaningful and spiritual. There are four types of skin potions, each with specific intention and effect. Each of the potions speak to different parts of us and work on levels of the body, the soul, and the spirit. How to use monk oil. Anointing our skin with monk oil reminds us of the importance of daily rituals of self-love in our lives so that we may then be of service to others. How I like to use them is I like to take the monk oil and place it on the back of my neck and the front of my chest and the back of my wrists and the back of my knees and in my stomach to open up the energies of all the different energy gates shamanically for my body. But I'm sure you'll find the way that works best for you. Use it when you wake up in the morning and before meditation by applying a drop to your third eye and heart chakra. Slather it all over your beautiful body after you bathe for a complete head-to-toe force field. Bring it with you and apply it to your wrists and your neck before subway rides. Or if you're in a busy, crowded city or around a bunch of people. Plane travels, meetings, all of these places, you want to make sure you have that oil on to so you don't take in all the negative energies and all the things that are affecting you so that you can eliminate any type of frequency that isn't love, ritual, power, and environment that is filled with joy and happiness, which is what you should feel like all the time. Add some to a hot bath, keep some in your bag and hit it midday instead of coffee, sugar, or booze if you feel stressed or nervous. To wear a protective sheath during activities that require stamina, working with children, walking around Times Square, sitting at the desk, caretaking, as a part of your yoga and meditation practice. Need of energy, refresh on a busy day and before and after an intense situation by putting on the monk oil or just smelling it. Smelling it awakens the senses and allows your body to connect into that deep spiritual well-being. Monk oil uses only ethically sourced organic-based oils and essential oils in their potions. There are no fillers or preservatives. Each potion has flower essences that work in a healing capacity with your life force and a powerful crystal to further activate the potion. They are conjured with love and intention on full moons, new moons, solstices, equinox, and other amazing cosmically created days. You can learn more about monk oil and their different potions at www.monkoil.com. That's M-O-N-K-O-I-L.com. 
Monk Oil is excited to offer a 25% discount to the tribe on their trios of three different potions with the offer code of Trios Shaman Durek. That's T-R-I-O Shaman Durek. For those in the U.S. at www.monkoil.com. And if you would like to try Monk Oil and you live outside of the U.S., check out Raw Living UK online. Adding Monk Oil to our daily lives and ritual and sharing it with our friends and family allows us to hold the spiritual essence of our being intact and be surrounded by so much love and positive energy and take ourselves to a whole nother lit level. Stay lit. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe. Wonderful, beautiful, amazing, powerful, delightful, inspirational, loving, nurturing, giving, supporting, lifting, and shifting tribe. It's a pleasure to be here with you in this today's share. And if anyone hasn't told you how amazing you are, well, let me be the first to tell you. You're really amazing. And I'm not just saying that because it's something you want me to do to boost your ego or anything of that nature, because that's not what I'm about. I'm sure you know by now. When I say you're amazing, you really are amazing. And you're amazing because there's this powerful source of energy inside of you that is so strong, so powerful, that if you weren't amazing, you wouldn't be on planet Earth. And that right there tells me that you're amazing. Well, not only does it tell me that you're amazing, it also lets me know that you're powerful and that you are on this planet because like when we send astronauts into outer space, they have to go through this whole rigorous training before they go out into outer space to make sure that they can handle where they're going and deal with the situations that may come up when they're dealing with loss of gravity and all of these different things. Well, we have the same kind of program on the other side. And that program is about us preparing ourselves to coming into a density realm such as Earth and this part of the universe. Because where we come from, it's beautiful, pure light energy. You can manifest, create anything out of consciousness. It's like a giant playground that never ends, never stops, and you will never get bored. You can sleep when you want to sleep, eat when you want to eat. No one suffers. There's no pain. There's no hurt. There's no heartache. There's no rules because there is nothing there that is contrary to love. So there's no rules because everything you do is about having fun and playing like a kid. And you can choose any age you want to be. And it's just that amazing. And you're probably asking, then why did we leave there to come here? Well, it's quite simple, really. 
we have brothers and sisters. And when you are on the other side in the realm of light of the inner dimension, those brothers and sisters of yours have not returned because they've been trapped in a realm of darkness, trapped in a field of consciousness that is held in fear and perpetuating fear. And that energy is held onto by all of the beings that go into this place called the underworld. And so if they die and they can't let go of the things that they did because of the choices they made because they were influenced by the energies of darkness from the underworld, and they can't step into a place of peer surrender, peer release, and let go to be able to go into um, this amazing light um, energy that just takes them into a higher place and allows them to be able to come back home into the inner dimensions. It literally creates this amazing, powerful energy that allows them to make those decisions because what the universe does or what the spirits do is that when you die, they show you everything that you could have done and everything that could have been based on your choices and things that you did and the way you affected others and the way you affected yourself. And for some souls, they're like, okay, that's fine. And they let go of it and they go right into the light. Where other souls, they don't. And, and because of that, they don't do that. And that creates a disassociation um, from the resonance of that light that is calling to them, that beautiful call of energy, that resonant energy that's saying, hey, come home, we love you unconditionally. And so they go into the dark realm to, to work out whatever it is they feel that they wasn't able to let go of or whatever they feel that they can't forgive or let go and accept. And remember, forgiveness in the spirit world is acceptance, right? So if you can't accept the things that you did, like if you commit suicide and you can't accept that you did it after you did it, then of course you don't go into the light. You end up becoming an earthbound spirit or you go to the underworld and you work through that until you can actually embrace it, accept it, love it, and let it go and then move into a, a higher dimension. So there's really no judgment. It's not like there's this like God that's sitting there going like, okay, the book's open and here's the book and oh, you did this and you did that and that means you got 25 merits and so therefore you have to go to hell. Well, it's not like that at all. And in fact, what it does is it puts us into a different position because when you are operating from the consensus of knowing that everything is based upon your ability to accept and transform, it, kind of, it really makes life easier. It really kind of makes life easier because you start getting out of this old paradigm of like, I have to follow these rules because if not, I'm not going to go to heaven. And like the biggest issue that we have, which always shows up, is this idea that we're not loved, we're not, we're not good enough, and we're not going to be able to get to where we need to go. Much like school when you graduate from one class to another grade, right? We don't want to be left behind. But the beings who are left behind aren't left behind. Nothing is left behind. Spirit is always there to usher you into the light. And that's basically what we have made the journey to earth to do, is to usher the darkness into the light. And the way we do so is we erase our memories. We take full embodiment of a physical form, which means a body that deteriorates because it belongs to the earth. And so therefore, the fungi, the bacteria, um, it will deteriorate. And the only way to keep it alive is to eat, get sunlight and exercise and, you know, do the things that your body needs. You need water and you need a lot of different things in your system. And so give yourself those, those things that you need and, and stay away from the poisons in the body because you don't need to put that into your biological spacesuit. And notice I did say spacesuit because we're all spiritual astronauts. 
We're all spiritual astronauts. We're light astronauts. And we've come into a dimension that's very different from the one in where we've come. For some of us, We've come here many times, and so it's a little bit easier for us to handle more intense energies of darkness that we can transmute through our own body, through our own life, through our own experiences, and then stay present in a place of love. For some, our younger souls who come here only a short amount of time, or this could be their first experience. And in that case, to experience any kind of density at this level, at this magnitude, can be very difficult for them. And some of them abort mission. And that's when you see people committing suicide. Some people just can't handle it anymore because it's too much for them. They, they, it's like, you know, how do I say, overload times 20,000, right? So, but if you are young soul, one of the things you can do is partner yourself up with an older soul and learn how to adapt to the things that the older soul has gone through. Now, you can always spot the difference between a younger soul and an older soul. So a younger soul comes in with the idea that it knows everything and it basically wants to run away from as many responsibilities as possible. And awaken younger souls basically come from a place of, I want to learn, I want to learn, I want to learn. But then when they learn, they try to do the fast track of, I have it all figured out already. I got it. I know how to do that. I know how to do that. I don't really need to hear from you. And it becomes more about pride and ego. And one of the things with older, with younger souls is that, um, and the way to do that is to say, I'm a young soul and I know that I haven't dealt with the earth plane and its density and its magnitude of darkness that's on the planet that moves through my consciousness that I've come here to transmutate through this vessel, through my consciousness and into my heart and bring it back into love and into the consciousness of light, which is pure unconditional. And so because I don't have that, I'm going to humble myself to an older soul that I feel alignment with that's going to help me to make decisions and give me tools that will move me easier on my path to be able to step into that place where I can handle the onslaught of energies and aggressive energies that are coming at me daily. Where for an old soul, one of the things that old souls have to do, like for instance, I'm a very, very old soul. So one of the things that I always have to do is stay in a place of compassion, right? Stay in a place of compassion. And when you see the young souls, you're not getting upset or frustrated because they're not where you're at. You've had more time on earth. They haven't. So they're still caught up in the very superficial mundane things, right? Like Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian. And oh my God, who's the hottest thing on the runway? And all these different things, you know, and partying and poisoning their bodies and doing all of these things because young souls look for escape when, can't, when they can't deal with the density or magnitude of darkness that exists. So all, you'll always be able to spot a young soul by someone who's just completely off the rails in the sense of they just completely tap into everything that's surface and superficial. If you ask a young soul why you're here, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm here because I was born. So that's a very, very young soul. And then a, a younger soul who's more awake will be more open to like, I partied, I did all those things. and But they still have to work through this pride and this ego of, I got it all figured out. I did it already. And now I'm the master. It's really not about that. It's about stepping into a place of humbleness and humility and learning tools from older souls so that you can adapt, understand, and be able to work with love as a way to transmutate energy and frequency that is not in harmony.
right? And so for older souls, older souls can become impatient. They can get agitated and angry at young souls. They can be like, oh God, those people, look at what they're doing. They're so caught up in this and that and the other. One of the biggest things for older souls to not do is to judge a younger soul where they're at in their evolution. I mean, because face it, we're all evolving. And even though you may not see someone evolving at the rate that you think they are, they're still evolving, but you may be fluctuating at a very high frequency. And because you're at that high frequency, it looks like they're moving like a snail, like really, 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 really slow. And that is because you're fluctuating at a higher frequency. So you can't get upset with them and you can't push them and you can't get mad at them. What you can do is you can say, I would like to offer you information that can help you along your path. Oh, I have amazing information that I would like to share with you. Are you open to it? If they say no, you back away. You love them unconditionally. If it's your mate, if it's a friend, if it's a family member, just because they're older does not mean they're older souls. They could be a father or a mother and be the youngest soul um, that has just arrived on planet Earth. And so sometimes you'll be in families where you'll feel like you're the parent to your parents. That's because you're an older soul and they're a younger soul. And so when you're looking at what they're doing as a kid, you're just like, what? is this? Why are they doing that? Why are they acting this way? Why are they saying these things, right? Like for me, I'm a very old soul, right? So I, I have been many, many times on this planet and this is my last life coming to earth. And that's the reason why I choose to really take the fire to a place that's higher and really set the house on flame, right? So that way we can really get into that lit space and we can, I can just teach other people how not to have to come back to planet Earth. Like let's reach enlightenment from the spiritual point, um, perspective of enlightenment, which is the ability to recognize, to recognize true service, true love and true devotion and operate in a place of wisdom and love and um, movement through love and everything through love, right? so that we can transmutate any kind of discord or negative energy and frequency. So my whole thing is to build an army of light, but not an army that fights a war, but an army that embraces the war with love and transmutes it back into its original form. So I'm very strategic in the way I do things, the lessons that I teach you and share with you, because I've been so many times on this planet and I've seen all types of things. And so I remember there was this movie, Blade Runner, and I remember one of the things in Blade Runner, which I thought was so um, really amazing, was you know how the the person who was running away and running and escaping the situation, you know, um, just literally, you know, could not at any given time understand why you know, the humans were operating in this way. And it made great sense because if you think about it, right, if you think about like, you know, like what was really going on and, you know, what was the situation that was taking place, you know, you have a certain mindset that was different from the person who was chasing, uh, you know, these, these AIs down. And, um, you know, the, the interesting thing about it is that, you know, you look at it and you get into, you know, this one scene where he's sitting, he's sitting on the rooftop and he's saying, which was really beautiful. He was talking about the fact that 
I have known adventures, he says, seen places you people will never see. I've been off world and back, frontiers. I stood on the, uh, the back deck of a blinker bound for a Plutonian camps with sweat in my eyes, watching the stars fight out the shoulders of Orion. I felt wind in my hair, riding test boats off the black galaxies and seeing an attack fleet burn like a match and disappear. I've seen it and felt it. And, you know, the interesting thing about that, what he was saying, was that he was saying in his own words that I'm a highly intelligent being and I see the world differently than what you see. And you are only seeing one aspect, which is to hunt me down and destroy me instead of utilize the knowledge that I've gained from all of these journeys and adventures I have, right? Like when he says that, you know, he has seen these things in his life, you know, he has seen and experienced and felt these things. And he said, I seen it and felt it, you know, and still, you know, Decker doesn't recognize in, um, you know, in what he's saying, he's only focused on destruction and destroying and doing his job. And so, so the whole point is Rick Deckard is stuck in a paradigm that he was programmed into by the system that he works for. Whereas the dying replicant, which is um, Roy Batty, is operating from this place of explaining to him right? What is going on in his mind? What is going on in his vision? But he didn't respect it. He didn't honor it. And that's what happens, you see, because he is an old soul because he's seen a lot. He's experienced a lot. He felt a lot, right? And we could say that Deckard is the young soul who's unwilling to budge or to open up and hear the messages that he's bringing to him because he's so bent on doing his job or following the system are following the rules. How many times do you see that in life? How many times do you see people completely shut down and operating in this very robotic consciousness? Here in Blade Runner, he's operating from this, this place of being this, you know, this AI type um, being, this replicant. And yet the real replicant is Deckard right? And that's one of the things we have to acknowledge. So as we begin to acknowledge and we begin to reach into profound levels of who we are, we begin to recognize how do we bring our message into the world without you know, beating people over the head and pushing them and punching them and slapping them and calling them names and being upset with them and being agitated with them and throwing our hands up in the air and being like, you know, WTF, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, we have to realize that every single person is growing and expanding at their own rate for their evolution. And we have to honor that. If we're going to understand our own evolution, we don't pass judgment upon someone else's evolution where they're at because we don't understand it and it doesn't make sense to us, right? So if we get into the understanding that, you know, and a lot of times what happens when people get into judgment is that they don't understand why someone is doing something or they don't understand why someone said something. And they'll say like, oh God, I don't understand why those people are acting that way. Well, guess what? 
you're not understanding it because you don't understand yourself. And you don't understand yourself because if you recognize yourself as an old soul, and if you recognize yourself as a soul that has knowledge and wisdom that you've gained from all of your other lifetimes, then you would recognize that when you see something that is agitating you, irritating you about people in the world because of the way they're acting, the way they're associating information and the way that they're progressing, you realize the reason why they're operating that way is because they're younger souls. They haven't got the information or the knowledge or the, the tools or the things that you have in your amazing toolbox, right? to bring forth into the world. So you get stuck in this, this place of judgment and this place of, you know, saying comments out of your mouth and being agitated and letting it, you know, burn under your skin. When in fact, what you should be doing is operating in a place of how can I create data and information that supports them where they're at in their evolution? How can I create data and information that supports them in where they're at in their evolution. You see, because once you do that, you are literally stepping off the pedestal of I am better than you, I am greater than you, I am smarter than you, and you're an idiot, and you're stupid, and you're dumb, and I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, to I understand what you're doing, what you're doing, because I once did it too in another lifetime of mine. I was a young soul a long, long time ago as we were going to associate time, even though there is no real time and everything is happening quantumly. However, the many spirits that fill me up, that make me Shaman Durek, that make me who I am, that have given me the knowledge and information, not just from what I learned from my elders, from my family's tribe and being a shaman, but what I've what I've ascertained in my lifetimes on earth as a woman, as a man, as an animal, you know, and as a spirit guide, because there was a time when I was a spirit guide to many people all at once. So this all of that information is stored within me and all of the information is stored within you. And one of the things we have to recognize is that if we are an older soul and there is a younger soul, and even if you're a younger soul and you're listening right now, doesn't mean you're useless. In fact, younger souls have a different way of looking at things. They're able to see things in a different way, which can also help older souls to understand how to create greater change faster and move smoother in the way that they operate their message into the world. A younger soul can easily step into a place of bringing information and knowledge if they have strong mentors who are helping them facilitate themselves out of the darkness, out of the density, and out of the fear and out of the ego aspects of their being that are held in the need to be loved, to be liked, and to be valued and to be appreciated. Once they pull themselves out of that, you know, I call it like the fluttering of spirit, right? So once they pull themselves out of that through the fluttering of spirit, they realize that the fluttering of spirit is the aspect of them rising out of that nonsense. It's the energy of, I really don't need this to identify myself or to recognize myself as a voice and as a vision for planet Earth. And in fact, if I step into a place, even though I'm a young soul, I utilize the information that I've gained because everything is moving very fast for young souls. I can data imprint that information by choosing and discernment of what information is actually necessary for it to be moved forward and what information isn't and how it's going to affect the greater population. So younger souls can very much see what is going to affect the masses in the short amount of time. That's why a lot of older souls feel like they have to work really hard and they don't understand how come they don't have the, the wealth or the prosperity or the money or the this or the that to be able to bring out their mission um, or their message 
even stronger. And then all these young souls all of a sudden doing YouTube videos and this and that and the other and all these kind of different things all of a sudden know how to do all that because they it's not because they have some wisdom that you don't have. It's that they are not afraid of jumping without thinking where they're jumping, right? So older souls are much more, uh, more conscious of like, why am I making this move? What is this move about? What is the purpose of this? How is it going to affect other people? Whereas younger souls are like, I don't really care. I'm just going to put out this song. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to post this thing. I'm going to say this thing. I'm going to wear these clothes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they don't really care so much about what it means. They just do it, right? And this is, you know, this literally is the expression of a younger soul, whereas an older soul is much more manageable in the way they operate because they've seen what happens when you jump and you don't land in the place where you want to be because they've done it so many times in their life. And so one of the things that older souls can learn and gardener from younger souls is the ability to be more open to this what's happening and how to move knowledge and information in a very fast and quick and very strong pace that will affect a general population more so than what an older soul would be able to affect by taking this very smooth, easy, chill ride to where they need to go. A younger soul will give them insight and knowledge about what's happening in the world in a way that will make their message more clear to the masses versus an individual selective group such as spiritual people or people who only work out or people who only do this. And a lot of times I see that. I see like older souls putting out their brand, putting out their energy, putting out their message into the very niche thing that they are focused on instead of realizing that you can create that same focus, that same energy to every single person on the planet and reach a huge demographics of bringing your message forth if you were to have a younger soul um, or an energy of a younger soul who's able to see all of those patterns very quickly and show you how to navigate them. Right, because that's that's what navigation is. The navigation process is being able to take data and information, weed out the data information that you don't need, and then be able to take that which you do need and utilize it and put it in the right places at the right time to create success, to create prosperity, to create opportunity, to create new energies, to create more message that goes out to the people so they can get the message and grow and then begin to prosper through the words, through the teachings, and through whatever modality you choose to bring it through. If you're a comedian, if you're a Answer, if you're an actress, if you're a shaman, if you're a Reiki master, if you're a um, Chinese doctor, it doesn't matter how you choose to bring that message. It just all that matters is in the way in which you bring it. Are you bringing it to a greater whole? Are you bringing it in a small um, group that you feel comfortable with because you don't want to take risks? And that's what um, younger souls bring. And older souls can bring the wisdom and the knowledge of how to operate on the planet Earth in an efficient way that actually creates the wisdom and the knowledge to be grounded into people. Whereas the young soul can bring that knowledge to more of a wide span for the people. So it's very important to look at. And then one of the things we want to also look at too is that you're not a single cell being. That means that you're not just one spirit inhabiting this one body. Have you ever seen the movie um, Being John Malkovic? When that movie came out, let me just tell you, I was so happy. I remember watching that movie and screaming on the top of my lungs, they got it! They got it! And my friends were watching me and they were said, what, 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 what do you mean, Shaman what, 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 what did, what, Who got what? And I said, 
They got it. Hollywood got it. They figured it out. They're putting the message out there. Now I want to see if people get this message. The message was, is that, you know, different people could go into John Malkovich and be John Malkovich. The funny thing about it is it's real. You know, when people talk about past lives. I always find past lives to be very interesting. And I like to always kind of give people a kind of clear understanding of past lives because a lot of times what happens is people get into this very stuck idea that past lives are operating on this one peripheral and not operating on this quantum understanding of this quantum scale. Um, It's beyond anything that most human beings perceive. And so because of that, it literally is not something that you can just like sit and mull over in your third finite mind. That's why having a strong spiritual body will give you access to understanding different realities and how they exist and how they operate. So if we look at that, we realize that a person who was Cleopatra, there could have been over a hundred different souls inside of Cleopatra, all experiencing Cleopatra. And those souls then incarnate into other bodies. And then all of a sudden you're in a room and you're like, hey, can anybody tell me if they thought they were Cleopatra? And then you've got like 15 people in a room stand up. Are any of those people in the room Cleopatra? Absolutely they are. They all shared in Cleopatra's experiences and lived in the life of Cleopatra through her eyes, through her feelings, through her thoughts, through her body, and through everything she experienced simultaneously with other spirits who are actually choosing to be a Cleopatra. And the cool thing about it, and I want to take it to a whole nother level. So, The cool thing about it is that a lot of times people think, oh, I was just one person or is this person or is that person. You could have been 500 different spirits in one embodiment living through that person's experience. It's kind of like, think of like a room of like 100 people and those 100 people said, I want to be Benjamin Franklin. And those 100 people get to live through the experience of Benjamin Franklin as if they're in a movie where they can feel, they can taste, they can they can hear and they can see and feel. Everything to them is real as they are Benjamin Franklin. Each person sitting in that theater is now experiencing being Benjamin Franklin. Well, guess what? That's what it's like in the spirit world. There isn't like one person per one person. It's like taking a glass of water and pouring a drop into another glass, that's one spirit, pour another drop into that same glass, that's two spirits. But those two spirits now merge and you see like a puddle of water at the bottom of the glass. When you keep pouring it in, you fill up that water, you fill up that vessel with water, but that vessel of water could have one billion, one million spirits living through that one vessel. That's why it's important to understand that You know, even when you leave this life, you can go back at any given time and be any person you need to be in order to gain the knowledge and experience that you need to be able to carry out what you need to go to other planets or go on other missions so that you can support other species to coming out of density or darkness and rise their planet, their people, their species into light frequency, light consciousness, love consciousness, and unconditional, right? And there's a bunch of planets that have been inhabited by darkness uh, because the darkness expands as one keeps putting their attention on it. So the more and more we put our attention on it in this very like darkness is getting bigger, darkness is not, you're just increasing it. So every time you're like, oh my God, darkness is growing, it's getting bigger, you're giving it power and it's getting bigger, literally like a blob. Like there was this show that I saw when I was a kid called The Blob. I'm like, 
Every time it like ate something or did something, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, it's the same thing. That's what darkness is like. Every time you bring your energy to darkness with fear or anger, or you put your attention on it other than love, because when you put love on it, it actually dissolves the darkness. But when you put fear um, of your attention on it or anger of your attention on it, or you judgment on your attention on it, you're literally making it bigger. And that darkness can travel to other universes. It can travel to other dimensions. It's not held in like one space. That's one of the things that I love about the movie Lost because darkness was trapped on this one island and it wanted to get off. But in order to get off, it had to figure out all these combinations through the people that were on that island, how it could actually trick them to get off that island so it could get into our dimension, into our world. And the whole purpose of them was to do all of these things that they were doing to stop it from leaving the island, right? And so the whole thing is, that's not how our world is. Darkness can leave our world at any given time and travel to other galaxies and other dimensions based on the consciousness of that expansion that held within the dark field that is being projected and expanded by those who are conscious. That means you, me, and the rest of the world. The more and more we begin to focus our attention on saying things are demons and evil and this and that, you're actually giving it power. You're not taking the power away. If you see someone who has darkness in them, you're like, oh my God, you're so dark. You're making their darkness stronger. Instead of saying, you know what, you had darkness in you, but now it's weak and it's leaving you and you have more love coming into your body, that would be how you diffuse it and transmute it because in that way, you're not giving power to the darkness and you're not giving attention to it. You're putting love upon it and that love begins to transmutate and configurate the energy of darkness into its structure of energy consciousness back into light consciousness, love consciousness, and unconditional. So... When we get into that space, right, of realizing that all of these lifetimes that we've chosen to step into, that we chose to live through, right? Like, for instance, like my lifetime as Amun Ra, there were other people on planet Earth that are here right now on Earth who were also Amun Ra. And when we come together, we get to share our experiences of being Amun-Ra. And there's a lot of people on the earth, like I was in Lifetime, I was a geisha. And there's a lot of people who were geishas. And there was other people who did other things that I've shared connection with. And sometimes people think they had a past life together and they don't even realize that the past life that they had was because they shared the same body. <laughs> You're like, whoa, Shaman Durek, wait a minute here. Are you telling me that sometimes when you feel that feeling like, oh, I had a past life with you, it may not have been a past life where you actually were in two different bodies, that you were actually in the same body, having a relationship in that body as that person, if it was Cleopatra or whomever it was? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. And so shamanically, we look at energy gates of consciousness. We look at energy gates of consciousness based on soul grouping. So like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Let's say, for instance, you're angry about something, right? In that moment, your energy spirit gets transported into the soul group of all those who are angry, and you begin to share in all of their energy. So at that moment, while you're in that circle, you have a choice to transmute it by rising yourself out of it and then disappearing like a, you know, like a cork would, like an energy frequency would just disappear and show up in another dimension. All of a sudden, you've disappeared in that soul group, and those who are in that soul group, who are those spirits in that soul group who are on earth also thinking and getting angry about things will all of a sudden start feeling how to get out of that soul group and get into a soul group that's based in pure unconditional love, right? 
So the thing is, what we always want to be mindful of is what kind of group we're in. It's not just our community that we should be focusing on, which is like our tribe. Our tribe is beautiful. I mean, our tribe is amazing. And if you are constantly listening to Ancient Wisdom today, uh, going on the Instagram, you can see that the tribe is amazing. Like when I scroll through and I do randoms on Instagram and people pop up and share their wisdom with the tribe, like that's amazing, right? So that's what keeps you lit. It's like our tribal members are lit, right? But even in that tribe, there are people who have soul groupings to other energies that they're picking up on, that certain tribes of certain attributes that they're tapping into. So like if someone has fear, they're tapping into the attribute of fear and they get transported into that group. And as they begin to transmute that fear, they're transmuting that fear for everyone in that group. That's why I love the way that things operate in the spirit world. Because it's not so finite and it's not linear. It's really a beautiful expansion of many different highways and and intersections and energies moving in and through each other and building this beautiful um, causal cluster of energy and frequency and intelligence and data. And then we get to decide which road or which freeway or which you know, place we go within that cluster and decide to build from there. So as we begin to evolve ourselves open ourselves up and transmute energies and we begin to move into a deeper uh, relationship with ourselves and with other people on a much more soul-connected level. And what does that mean? You're like, what does that mean, soul-connected level? That means that you remove your labels and you remove time as a, as a factor of how conscious and how close you can be with another human being. And that means literally, like I was just coming out of a session and the woman who came into session with me, such a powerful and amazing woman, she said to me, I love you, Shaman Dirk. Well, I love you too. And it's not difficult for me to say because I do love you. And the thing is, is why? Because I don't have these labels and timeframes of things that needed to happen for us to love each other. Love is present. And it is and it always will be because it's the presence of creation within me and the presence of creation within you. In better words, if I was to give it to you in the most simplest, easiest way, this God that's inside of me that is my inner child known as Ducky. Yeah, (laughs) I'm known as Ducky since I was a kid, for those of you who didn't know. That little boy inside, and let's say, for instance, you have a little girl and you have a little boy, that soul that is Ducky is the same soul of your little child inside of you. The difference is God can play itself out in many different forms in different bodies and in different ways and still be the same source of the what we call you know when you hear Rastafarians talk about one love right that's exactly what it is it's one love projecting itself through many bodies and through the trees and the flowers and the sky and the wind and everything so god is in all of it right so by me loving you i'm loving me and by you loving me you're loving you and by me loving you i'm loving god and I'm loving creation and I'm loving other people because we're all connected into that one energy source that duplicates itself into different forms to experience itself in different forms. So every single person you come across is you in another body. However, the consciousness that has been obtained by that person from the time of their birth to everything that they experience, that's the difference. That's the program stuff that is put into the biological spacesuit. If you were to remove that program and just deal with the soul on like a one-to-one basis, you would see that you are that person and that person is you and you would recognize each other. 
It's one of the reasons why when people say, oh, it's so nice to meet you. I'm like, uh, it's good to see you again. And they're like, oh, Shaman Dirk, it's so nice to meet you. And I'm like, it's good to see you again. And when they say, what do you mean? We never met before. I'm like, in your mind, you, you, that's what you think. But your soul knows otherwise. Because your soul is my soul. And your soul is my soul. And that person next to, next, next to you, their soul is your soul. And we're all one soul. And it's playing itself out differently in each of us so that it can have a different experience of itself in different bodies, right? That's why I always say like, Whatever you do to another person, you're actually doing to yourself. And whatever you, when you steal from another person, you're stealing from yourself. And when you deny a hug from another person, you're denying it from yourself. When you deny love from another person, you're denying it from yourself. And when you don't feed another person or give to another person with a place of love, you're taking away from yourself because you are each and every person you see. And that is the cosmic energy of our beautiful cosmic family right? Our cosmic family is that the being that's living on another planet in another galaxy is me living on another planet in another galaxy as me, as you, as all of us. And so the more and more we begin to get out of this label, get out of the superficial aspects of like, I'm black, you're white, you're Asian, you're Hispanic, and all these different things. You're Muslim, you're Christian, you're pagan, you're whatever, you're atheist. It doesn't really matter. What is the most important thing is that these labels are washed from you. These labels are put on you that support the ego, not the ego of the heart that is there to empower you, edify you, and acknowledge you for all of the greatness that you are, but the lower ego that's based in fear and hasn't evolved with the energy of the spirit that is based in, based in fear that is held on to the idea that I have to prove myself, be something, create something, or I'm nobody, I don't exist, and I might as well just die. That part of the ego, which tied into all of your organisms in your body that know it's going to die eventually and return to the earth, that ego needs to be lifted into the heart. And that's a whole nother topic we'll talk about on another share. The thing is, is that as we are operating in this new consciousness, the new consciousness means what? The new consciousness means that we are awake to the limitless possibility that's in front of us as much as we're comfortable of receiving it, taking it in, and being comfortable with the unknown. So the new consciousness is the more comfortable we are with the unknown, the more comfortable we are with doing things that we've never done before, the more available we are to walk through new doors with new experiences and new... Um, um, adventures, which is amazing. Literally, I want to be that replicant who says, I've seen moonbeams off the shores of Orion. I want to be that person because I am that person, you see? And so the thing is, is that to be that person is that you are that person, but to do that, you have to embrace your multidimensional self. That means that you have seen many planets, you have seen many experiences, you have seen all of these things, but all of that information is held inside of you until you're willing to get out of your, your, your label um, and your third finite way of looking at yourself in this world and start seeing yourself as a cosmic entity of pure love, a creator, a conscious creator, uh, a quantum creator, a, a cosmic quantum creator. 
right? That's when you get into realizing that the peripheral of your vision of self is way more expansive than you actually think. And if you're willing to step into that place, if you're willing to acknowledge that, if you're willing to go into that space and move into it without judgment, without labels, without trying to control it, without trying to analyze it, but just go on the journey, you are going to open yourself up to an amazing, amazing plethora of information and data that can lift you to higher levels of consciousness and actually bring your consciousness to many different stages simultaneously. That means that you could be at one level of consciousness, which is pure love, and then be at the same consciousness of bliss. And you can be operating in all these different fields simultaneously and quantumly interacting with all of yourselves on other planets while interacting with all of yourselves on earth and interacting with yourself and interacting with yourself as the wind, interacting with yourself as the trees, interacting yourself as the animals on the planet and so forth and so on. So when we begin to recognize this level of energy and connectedness, this cosmic family, this beautiful relationship with all there is, we are able to truly understand the beauty and the definition of life from a higher perspective. When we begin to value life, we begin to look at life differently. We begin to operate with life differently. So as we begin to operate in the field of consciousness that allows us to be able to step into these different plateau states, a lot of times what people are doing are using certain types of things to get them to those states. And the thing is about that is that you're relying upon a crutch. You're relying upon something that is coming into the body that is getting you to those states, but you're not doing it on your own, which makes you become codependent. And no one wants to be a spiritual codependent person. Spiritual codependency sucks and it doesn't support you because what it does is it basically says that your power doesn't exist within you, it exists outside of you. And so as you begin to step into this place of recognizing that the core energy of your being operates better when you're operating independently within yourself, you're operating outside of yourself by recognizing yourself in other people and you operate yourself from all of the energies that you're picking up from outside, you're recognizing yourself outside of the consciousness that you have of this world, you're connecting into other aspects of yourself that are existing on other places throughout the galaxy. Now, as we understand the ego component that people utilize by talking about their past lives, like I was this person and I was that person, really has no bearing on human life, on an existence of life whatsoever, other than fact of what you learned, what you experienced, what you saw, and how you can utilize that information to even improve the life that you're in in this embodiment and how you can improve the life of other people. It's not about like, oh my goodness, I was, you know, King Henry and all this type of stuff. Who cares? I mean, I don't care. I was Amun Ra, yes, but I take the information that I have from being Amun Ra about the priestesses, about the knowledge of the way that the Egyptians did things, the way that I operated in the systems that I built, such as agriculture and all the things that I created for to keep the, the, the people in Egypt surviving and thriving and how I did it and the way in which I did it and the things that I did that I shouldn't have done, but I didn't know any better because I was operating from this place of, you know, fear, fear of losing the power. And so I did a lot of things to the Israelites. So I've learned a lot about that. And then I got to spend a lot of time in this lifetime with a lot of, with Muslim culture and Israeli culture and many cultures and learning about how do we create a global association of our beautiful community on our family on planet earth, right? And that way, 
that comes to me by utilizing the information that I have from those lifetimes, as well as my healing abilities, and as well as my knowledge of understanding um, ancient forms of healing and ancient forms of magic. Now, when I talk magic, don't get all scary, but magic is basically the systematic energy of utilizing consciousness and energy in a way to create a change in some form of energy that we're at connecting with, be it an energy source that already exists or an elemental energy source or another conscious energy source. And so for me, the way I use magic is I use magic to shift and transform and to lift and to reverberate new energies out into the universe and out onto our planet to people who are aware and people who are receptive to those energies so that they can have beautiful things happen. That's why a lot of times when people listen to this podcast, they don't know that I've casted a beautiful web of love that with all these beings and spirits coming in. So when you hear me or other guests coming on, I've already created an energy source before I even started Ancient Wisdom today, before I even decided to start. When I first decided to do it, I did a huge ritual. So anyone who would listen to it, their life would start to change. So as we're stepping into this awareness of how we operate as human beings, it's not about learning about our past lives because it's an ego-based thing. It's about learning how we facilitate the tools and knowledge so that we can create a greater association with ourselves and others and use the knowledge and tools to create a better planet and a better way for us to live and adapt on planet Earth. Now, as we are stepping into this fold, this beautiful fold of space, right? What does that mean? That means that we're not the only ones evolving. Earth is evolving. And the plants are evolving, we're evolving, and so are the things on the outside of this planet. The other planets are evolving. Everything in the universe is evolving around us. And so the more and more we focus on that evolution, the light consciousness, the energy consciousness, the love consciousness, you know, the unconditional consciousness, the giving consciousness, the nurturing consciousness, the the generosity consciousness, we begin to step into a new fold of energy where we can literally fold space upon itself and therefore create new realities out of nowhere, which is really powerful. I call it making the invisible visible, right? And that's how we step into real mastery. And we step into that mastery because that energy that is there, that is projecting our experience of this earth plane has been projected by our authority figures and their teachings and their knowledge. And what we're doing right now is we're looking at the structure that they built and we're going, this structure kind of really um, bites the big one, right? And so we don't really need that because that's not serving us and that's not keeping us on the lit train. And for those of you who are on the lit train, just know that I even built a lit train in the spirit world. I built it with the help of many powerful masters and beings and ancestors, that it's a powerful train that moves through the higher realms of consciousness. And when you're on that train, you constantly feel good and lit and energized and empowered and knowing that you can do anything because the momentum of that movement of that train is being broadcasted to you in the physical realm. So when I say people get on the lit train, I'm literally saying give permission for your spirit to go on that train in the spirit world and watch the magic that happens in your life. And when I say drink that lit juice, give permission for your spirit to drink the lit juice in the spirit world that I've designed and created with the spirits that is this glowing liquid that you can drink and just empower your energy and just keep you on fire.
right? And that's what it means when you burn down the house, you know, burning down the house because you really want to burn the house down. Not like you want to burn the physical house down. You want to burn the house down that is no longer serving you because it's an old paradigm. So when I say burn down the house, a lot of times people will hear me say that on like Instagram, burn down the house. Burning down the house to me is burning down structures that have outplayed themselves and are no longer giving you fulfillment of joy, love, happiness, bliss, elation, opulence, prosperity, freedom, and play. Those things are the most important key elements to living a good life, right? And ease and grace. Let me throw that one in there on a side panel, right? Because it's so important. So we need to burn down a lot of houses and there's nothing wrong with being a fire starter to burn the house down. You just don't need to do it in the physical and be a pyro starter. But a fire starter is someone who keeps lit and keeps other people lit and you keep burning down the house. You're burning down the matrix. You're burning down paradise. You're burning down old emotional um, attachments. You're burning down labels because all of that is in the construct of the house that needs to be burnt down. And, you know, it's very important for us to keep that fire on burn and blaze and just really bring that fire to an all time high. I'm talking real infernal fire, right? And that fire is about burning down the illusion, burning down that which is no longer serving and supporting us and lifting ourselves and shifting ourselves and inviting ourselves and igniting ourselves with the passion of spirit which is riding that lit train. So that lit train is a real place where you can go spiritually. And if you want, you can even go into a meditation. You can lay in your bed and you can say, spirits of the light, transport my spirit to the lit train that Shaman Durek and all the masters built, and then transfer that energy into my being emotionally, physically, and mentally. And get ready because you are going to be on blaze, right? Because that is the power and energy. One of the things I love the most is being able to create cities and certain types of tools in the spirit world and then anchor them into the earth plane that they can be utilized. Having students go there and operate on those places or be able to utilize the energy and information that's available. Sometimes when I'm training students who are really wanting to learn understandings of deep, deep wisdom of energy and so forth. One of the things that I do is I create a school in the spirit world and I hire different, when I say hire, not like I'm hiring them, like paying them. They're different spirits that I call and ask them if they can participate in that school. And then I have my students at night before they go to bed say, I'm going to be taken to the school that Shaman Derek built that teaches you how to use your energy in a more efficient way and to bring in more opportunity or to clear any blockages. And so what happens is you go to sleep, your spirits transport you to that school and you get to work with all the teachers that I've appointed with love to teach those classes, which are really beautiful classes, by the way, that I've put together. So you can do that as well. So you can say at night, you can say, take me to the lit train, or you can go into meditation and say, transport my spirit to the lit train the way I told you. Or you can say, take me to Shaman Durek School of Healing and Multidimensional Expression. And literally, you will experience a whole new you every morning you wake up. You'll be like, whoa, what is that? And why can I do that? And how is this possible? Because that's what it's about, right? It's about realizing that we don't just exist on the physical. We exist in the spiritual. We exist in the mental. And we exist in the emotional. You ever heard of deja vu? 
Well, a lot of people have heard of deja vu and they're always wondering like, I have deja vu, but they don't really know what it means. And basically what deja vu means is that your spirit knew that you were going to go somewhere. So it decided to go there and live that experience that you were go- that you're going to live before you get there. And then the moment when you actually physically get there, you have a memory of it because your spirit is um, already been there, right? And that's the same for your emotions and that's the same for your mind, right? And so your body gets there and your body goes, wait a second, I've done this before. Well, of course, because you're not just one spirit. You're a physical spirit that deals with the physical world of matter. You're an emotional spirit that deals with the emotional planes. Much like Star Wars, when you would hear him say, you know, stretch out your feelings, Luke. This is real shamanic training. Where do you think George Lucas got these things? I know because I spent a lot of time with George Lucas and he would tell me, you know, that where he got a lot of these these different things. And stretch out your feelings is a shamanic technique which teaches you how to bring your awareness of feelings into different things. The more you can feel, the more you can travel in your emotional body. The more you can think, think, meaning perceive, the more you can travel in your mental body. And then, of course, if you want to travel in your physical body, you need to get in a car or an airplane or a bike or whatever. However, in your spiritual body, you can travel in your spiritual body as well. So the more you're aware of those four bodies, you'll be able to access them in such a way. And we'll talk more about that in another share. So we can dive in a little bit deeper because there's so much information I have to share with you. So much love that I want to just seed you with and give you and nurture you and love you and embrace you and and just kiss you and hug you that, you know, I only get a certain amount of time because I can't just go on for like four or five, six hours, two days, three days, four days. So I give you the information that I feel is necessary that spirit says, hey, you know what? Why don't you do it tonight about this? Or why don't you do this, this share about that? So that way you are able to give them that information because they're going to need that right now for what's coming. So that's the reason why I share with you these things. So you can have a kind of a greater knowledge and understanding and you don't get caught up in the very new age understanding of like past lives being like one life or like young soul, old soul and all this kind of stuff. And like what it, what people think it means, like really giving you the understanding of it from a more shamanic and higher level consciousness so that you can actually step into it in a much more broader and more spiritual and more powerful way that will really lift you and shift you in a whole new dimension, not just lift you and shift you, you know, invite you and ignite you, but literally take you into a whole new dimension of thought, a whole new dimension of consciousness and the way that you perceive the world. Because when you begin to perceive the world that every single person is you, that's why I always find it funny because I, I have this whole thing of like, I have no boundaries. And the reason why I have no boundaries is because I literally love everyone. And so I just have no boundaries. Like I just reach out and hug people. I like talking to the Uber driver and I'm like rubbing his back and like being like, oh, you know, you have so much energy. Like I want to give you energy or he'll talk to me. I'll be like, oh, you're such a good soul. And I'll rub his arm, you know, or the woman will be behind and I'll like put my hand on her arm. And sometimes my niece will say like, why do you touch people without permission? And why do you do these things and so forth? And it's just because I have this whole thing I live in this world of pure love where I don't think about that other human beings that are me and other bodies are still operating in the field that they have walls up and they have barricades up of what they will allow as far as gestures of love and kindness and generosity and just, you know, nature of being. I even heard someone say the other day, I was at the Soho house with a friend and someone said that 
you know, human nature. People aren't used to, you know, it's not human nature for people to be so open and so kind. She said, I'm so loving and so kind. As a friend of mine who was visiting from England, she said, oh, you're just so loving and kind to every single person. You actually take time to when you say, hello, how are you? You actually wait to see if they respond. Like you're always, you know, saying these things and stuff. And I said, you know, is that strange? She's, well, it's kind of strange. I mean, not everyone does that. And I said, well, I don't know why everyone doesn't do that. I mean, don't you care about the person who's serving you food? Don't you want to know their name? And don't you want to know the person who washes your clothes and bring them blessings? And don't you want to talk to the Uber driver and find out who they are? Random acts of kindness is not really just random acts of kindness. It's recognizing yourself in another body and giving love and respect to that aspect of you and loving God. Because if you're kind to people, loving to people, nurturing to people, giving to people, embracing to people, and showing up for people, you're giving to God. And that right there is worth it all for me. I think that the, the great ocean of love requires it don't you think, right? And it's like, we don't want to be this tiny little pond of love or this little raindrop of love, you know, or this lake. Like, I want to be an ocean of love with its many depths of love and the flow of love that's just constant and just constantly bringing that energy into the lives of myself and, my, and the people and the nature and the animals and everything around me. Because really, at the end of the day, I don't care how much money you have and I don't care what your status is and how popular you are or whatever. But if you don't have a capacity for love that is so profound and dynamic, then it's kind of like, I mean, for me, I think a wealthy person or a true person of, of like merit is someone who can love like just constantly, like just love to love, right? And like doesn't have these hold bars. Like I will reach out it's like I was with my friend, you know, and, you know, we were at his house in Vancouver and literally I just grabbed his foot and started massaging his feet. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm giving you a foot massage. He goes, wow, really? I'm like, yeah. It's just like these little things, you know, just acknowledging the sweetness and love of every person. And just like, you know, like when you see a baby, you're just like, oh, I just want to kiss that baby. I just want to, you know, smell them and kiss them and all that. That's how I feel with people. You know, like I see your little feet sticking out. I want to massage it. I, I, I want to hug you. I want to rub your head. I want to massage massage your scalp. I want to just like kiss your neck and just hug you and connect with you. I don't have these, these rules that are this idea, like my friend said, like human nature. I don't think human nature is closed and shut off. I think human nature has been limited because of the programs and paradigms, or should I say house, that they've been walking through and living in. And that's why I say it's time to burn down the house. Burning down the house, shifting and lifting, pulling understandings of new meanings, new understanding of how we operate as human beings in this beautiful association, this gathering of consciousness, this beautiful energy of community is how we're going to thrive on planet Earth and how we're going to help our children thrive for the new world that is being created by what we're doing now. Remember, what we're doing now becomes the past, and then the past becomes the next experience. So what we do now, and what we talk about now, and what we focus on now, and where we put our energy now, and the way we treat each other now, is deciding what will be the world for our future, for the, for the children, for their future. And I think we have enough people who are awakened to be able to shift that movement into place by operating in their everyday life on that lit train, drinking that lit juice, and being a part of the Liddy Committee, and recognizing how powerful you are to the tribe, 
and that you have a lot to offer on planet Earth or you wouldn't be here. And so I honor you. I love you. I appreciate you. I value you. I see you. And I'm just happy. And it just makes me happy to be able to share these knowledge and information with you and to be able to give you these profound nectar of sweetness that you get to drink into your body and take in to nourish your spirit and your emotions and your mind so that you can reach into these deeper wells of love that leads you to the great ocean of love where love is the only way in which you operate in every aspect of your life. And I think that when we step into that arena, which is a huge arena, that's when we actually see global change happening simultaneously in many countries and many places of the world. And so how do we do that? We share, right? As I said, I'm not calling this a show anymore. It's a share, right? So you're here for today's share. But there's other people out there that you know, people who are struggling, people who are going through pain, people who are suffering, who need ancient wisdom today to lift them and shift them out of the misery, out of the pain, out of the suffering, out of the lack and limitation, out of poverty consciousness, out of uh, punishment consciousness, and into a place of empowerment and love. And you have that ability to do so. And all you do is you send emails, you send, you make messages on Instagram, you send a um, beautiful card to someone and say, hey, I've been thinking about you. Check out this podcast. I think it's going to lift you up. And you, know, you don't even have to say, I think. You can say, I know it's going to lift you up because you know what it's done for you. And you know, I do this to support all of us on earth. And you, tribe, are able to go out from the tribe and bring other people into the tribe so that we can create a stronger and more powerful Liddy Committee and be able to reach into the masses of love and shift our planet and our species for the better. I love you so, so much. You mean the absolute world to me. And if you ever, ever, ever see me, do not be afraid to give me a hug. Say hello. You give me a kiss, a hug. We can have a cuddle puddle. I do not have walls up. I am a love being and I am here to love you into yourself. Your true, powerful, dynamic, creative, inspirational, creative, innovative, talented self. And I adore that. So thank you for being here for today's share. Uh, if you're not following me on Instagram, you can check me out at Shaman Durek. And if you want to join some of my amazing, 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 amazing uh, classes and teachings that I offer, you can go to my website, which is www.shamandurek.com. And you can go and check out um, signing up on the newsletter so you're getting play-by-play of what's going on as far as classes and meet and greets and all kinds of wonderful things so that we can have a beautiful love cuddle party and enjoy each other's spirit while being here on earth. Remember how powerful you are. And also, please, 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 my darlings, 
leave a review, uh, rate the share so that you can, so when people go on to iTunes, they can see, oh, this is a great share. Look at how many people are involved in this. Perhaps I'll get involved in it. And this is another way for us to bring people into our tribe. So my lovely, beautiful, wonderful, powerful, dynamic, divine, beautiful, love, soul, children of the love of all that is. I am so happy. I love you. And until next share, I'll see you soon. Bye. Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, Tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Uvita is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are? So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you.